It's game day. And this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scotland kick off a new qualification campaign It's Cyprus at Hamden First up, Stevie Clark's side look to get the group up and running with a win There is a playoff place already in the bag But getting through via the traditional route remains the priority It's a new era in goal Is this the start of the road to a second successive Euros? I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson A big day ahead for a new campaign New contract for the Scotland manager New goalkeeper It's a big one to... Hang on, where are you two mics? I'm back! You didn't miss anything What were you saying there? Eh, nothing I was saying it was a big day ahead New contract for the new manager New goalkeeper Making his first start for Scotland in a new campaign What's not to look forward to today? I think we've got enough on the side to get the job done today Probably bigger games ahead But it's important we get a good start Yeah, a big few days coming up Two home games It's really important we go off to a positive start I'm with Mark I've seen the team I'm very happy with the side I think it's very attacking formation as well Looking forward to goals Yes, absolutely A two o'clock kick-off A nice novelty uh, for us I don't think we've had many If any Saturday afternoon qualifiers To look forward to In the last few years A traditional slot In your footballing week So sit yourself back Enjoy the build-up We'll take you through the action And of course uh, The chance for you to have your say On the phones As well A massive game For Steve Clark For Scotland A new era A new qualification campaign How will this one pan out? It's always Such an interesting time Sort of psychologically, Mark, when you start a when you start a campaign, because it's been quite a few months since the last competitive action. You know, international football goes on the back burner, um, but this is a sellout at Hamden today. All of these games are sold out pretty much already. That tells you that there is still something there. There is a, a feel good, if you like, off the back of a Euros, then getting to a World Cup playoff. Granted, that then didn't go to plan. But there still seems to be something there It's a sold out hand in this afternoon Well I get Steve Clark still gets some criticism For not getting us to the World Cup finals um, He got us to the Euros obviously But there is optimism from the fans And I think you can see that Like you said Gordon From the amount that are going along to Hamden today Against Cyprus a team Like I said the other night 110th in the world Now years gone by I believe that that could have been a half-empty stadium. People would have lost interest and not really cared about it. But I believe that the fans are behind this Scotland side. The majority are behind Steve Clark and they can see that we've got a good squad. But, you know, you need to go off to a good start to reinforce that belief and give the fans something mm. to carry into Tuesday, which is obviously going to be a harder task. So I like a lot about Scotland at the minute. I like that the fans are there in their numbers and I like the team. Or the squad of players that were assembled It's vital Gordon isn't it Because it's alright saying it's a, a long campaign And a long way to go mm. But there, there comes an added pressure Some people say it's a good thing You know you get the, the lowest seed in your group At home first up That's that's ideal for a lot of people But of course it also brings its own pressure You simply have to get this group up and running today Yeah because I imagine And like us guys in the studio I imagine every supporter going along there to Hamden today 
um, will be looking at the, th- the three points. Of course they will. Um, you know, we had callers on this week, Gordon, talking about we should have plenty of goals. I'm by that. My thing today is got off to a good start, three points, a good performance, icing on the cake, good uh, amount of goals, brilliant. But the most important thing for us going into Spain on Tuesday is get the three points on the board this afternoon. Yeah, and looking at today's game, I mean, we've played Cyprus seven times. We've won seven times. Most recent of those games, 2-1 a couple of times. So uh, wasn't as far apart as some people thought. You have to go way, way back to we were beating them 5-0 and 8-0. I don't think it'll be like that today. I still think international football has changed over the last decade or, or a wee bit longer. That the teams are a lot closer. But as long as we keep a clean sheet, which gives belief to Angus Gunn and goals... And we get a few goals That'll be enough to give us confidence Going into the next game uh, Give us a shout If you're on your way to the game Or you're ready to get into handing it And enjoy it this afternoon Please get in touch uh, And we'll mention as many of you uh, As possible Let's go to the National Stadium though And get team news Because all week long We've been debating it Who's going to play Who is going to be the new Scotland goalkeeper Andrew McLean and Jim Duffy Have the answers Yeah the excitement of the beginning Of a new qualification campaign Cyprus have visitors today With Spain, Norway and Georgia To come as well Lots to look forward to But a big crowd here Will be expecting things to kick off With three points That's the focus today But the SFA have also been looking To the future You mentioned that Steve Clark Signing a new deal yesterday To take him through To the end of 2026 If he sees that contract out He'll become the third longest serving manager in Scotland history. He's had some big decisions to make today, Steve Clark, with Team News. And he has made plenty of changes from the game against Turkey. Some of the headlines, Angus Gunn comes straight in for his Scotland debut. There's also a start for Ryan Porteous, his second cap on his birthday as well. Aaron Hickey starts as the right wing back. There's no Lyndon Dykes up top, it's Shea Adams that leads the line so I'll run through that starting 11 it's Angus Gunn in goal the back three Ryan Porteous Grant Hanley and Kieran Tierney it's Aaron Hickey and Andy Robertson that are the wing backs Callum McGregor and Ryan Jack the two central midfielders John McGinn and Stuart Armstrong will be pushing forward to support Shea Adams the substitutes for Scotland for this game Kelly, Clark, Patterson McTominay, Dykes Christie, Hyam Gilmore, Cooper Ferguson, Brown and McLean it's an interesting lineup. Jim Duffy what do you make of it? Yeah, I mean, again, um, I don't think there's any surprise that um, either Angus Gunn, I know the, the guys were debating it during the week, but uh, I think when Stevie Clark went to him and said, look, do you want to play for Scotland? I think, you know, he would have had to have said to him, listen, I'm, I'm going to play, you know, I'm going to come and just just make up the squad. So uh, I think that, uh, you know, whether he's, he's, he's the, you know, the, the permanent uh, fixture would be another, another um, decision to make. But I certainly thought today he would definitely be playing. And also with Lyndon Dykes, still not really maybe anywhere near his best having that, that bout of uh, pneumonia. So I think Shea Adams was, was obviously going to be the focal point as well. So yeah, I mean, again, they've got the, you know, they've got the width with Hickey and, and Robertson. I think it's likely that Cyprus will play with one striker. So Portis and Tierney, I think they'll have that flexibility to push forward uh, when they have the opportunity with the ball and they're both very good with the ball. So that gives us kind of extra players in the midfield. They can flood the midfield a little bit more. Uh, and really, as, as the guys were saying there, it's, it's about getting the victory. Yeah, I think it will be a little bit tougher than most people expect. Scotland <laughs> invariably don't make life uh, too easy for themselves when it comes to these type of games. But I, I think if you look at that team, Andrew, they'll definitely get more than enough quality to be able to win this match. We're hoping for an exciting game ahead. Kickoff is in 50 minutes' time.
Yes, the only place to start is in goal Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel We've debated it all week In fact, a little bit longer Now we've got the answer And it's Angus Gunn Are you surprised in any way? Is that the right call for you? Um, yeah, I think um, I agree with what Jim says I think if Steve Clark Going and chapping his door And saying, look We want you to be part of the Scotland team I think he's probably been guaranteed To say, right You're not coming up to be the squad We're going to give you the number one jersey And it's up to you to hold on to it yeah, I think uh, looking, there was a case for all goalkeepers gone, uncapped to three of them. But I think Steve Clark looks at Gunn as the best option, and obviously in today. So it's a big day for him. I mean, only time will tell if it's the right decision. I hope it's. I hope it is. I believe it, it might be the start of something special. Um, look, there's not much between all three, so he could have went for probably two of them stood out more than Liam Kelly at this minute. Um, but Steve Clark. Yeah, he's pursued Angus Gunn. He's realised it's a, a critical position that he needs more covering. And that's why he's he's opted to go down south and cast an eight far and wide. And I hope we've got a good one because, like I said midweek, we have relied heavily on Craig Gordon and Marshall and McGregor for so many years. I know we've got good players in front of them, but we always seem to give up chances and they've made big saves at crucial moments in games. You only have to look at the... The penalty shootout where David Marshall sends us to the Euros, you know, relied heavily on him. And it's going to be the same for one of these three, if not others, who come into the squad. So I hope it's the start of something special for Gunn. I don't know how much he'll get trouble today or how much we'll see him today, but mm. you never right. know. I hope you're right. Uh, Jim Duffy, it's going to be interesting going forward because, as we've mentioned, this was a proper clean slate. You've got three uncapped goalkeepers, so... Whoever it was that played today Say they had a slightly below par afternoon That doesn't mean you then change it again Surely on, on Tuesday Or change it again in, in the weeks that follow it, 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 Do you think Angus Gunn's going to at least get a run at this? Well, I think he'll get the I think he'll get the next uh, today in, in in Spain. I think he'll he'll definitely give him the next couple of games. Uh, and I think you've got to do that with a goalkeeper, Gordon. You know, a goalkeeper can make a, an elementary error. Doesn't mean you just dismiss him because of that. I think it's more difficult, as I said, because you could also play in a game and literally have nothing to do. You know, which you hope is the case for uh, for, for for Scotland today. But if you've got nothing to do, you do nothing wrong. But you know, you've not had wonder saves. You go to the other the other side. If, if the team doesn't play well, you're asked to perform. So yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a tricky one, but listen, uh, you know, I, 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 if somebody asked me, I would have maybe I've seen Xander Clark playing because I think not just with Hearts this year, but I think previously with St Johnston as well. I think he's been absolutely terrific over the last few seasons. He's had to wait and fought and wait the unfortunate injury to Craig Gordon to to get his chance at Hearts. So I, I would have probably thought that he would have been in pole position. But listen, Stevie's went as we said. He's he's he's. Uh, He's looked at the situation. Obviously, everybody knows Brian Gunn, so we knew the player was available for Scotland for a number of years now. But, um, you know, obviously Stevie's convinced him that he, he thinks that, um, you know, Scotland's the right choice for him now. And the player's probably looked at the bigger picture, and I don't think there's any matter with that. We have other players in the past that, that you know, have either decided um, to, to play for Scotland later on. I think Lyndon Dykes was one of them. I think initially he wasn't, you know, like, um, you know, it wasn't, certainly wasn't his first choice, um, he, you know, obviously being Australian, but he was convinced to come in and he's done very well. So I don't think we should hold that against him that he, that he took his time to make the decision. He is available. He's a number one today. And, and, and let's hope he goes and does himself justice. It certainly looks on the face of it like it will be back to the back three, back five, call it what you, you will, Jim Duffy, which has been the constant source of 
debate under Stevie Clark's time. He certainly made it work. It was the formation that got us to our first major tournament yeah. in a long, long time. Uh, there were then times that that didn't work thereafter. We actually came away from it in, in some of the, the last games, the most recent ones, went back to a back four. Um, and, and that seemed to work at times. Um, what do you make of the decision to do so today? Listen, it's all about your availability, and obviously the you know what you think's the best uh, you know formation you have for the, for the game ahead of you. It might be different uh, uh, against Spain um, because of the way the, the way they play, but, but obviously um, you know the managers looked at it and felt that um, this is the best formation with the players he has at his disposal to try and win this match. As I, as I mentioned, with Kieran Tierney in the left and Ryan Portis in the right, uh, Hanley in the middle. You know, you, you know, both of those players are more than comfortable breaking forward with the ball. And I think we'd like to think we'll have more of the ball, in which case is you want those players given the, that, that, that kind of uh, extra impetus. We know that Tierney and Robertson have linked up at times uh, on the left-hand side. Uh, whether Portis does it with Hickey, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, and, and it allows Callum McGregor and Ryan Jack just to get themselves in, in, involved in the play and involved in the, maybe a little bit higher up the pitch. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen. If we can do that, and gives gives us uh, more opportunities to get the ball in and around the, the the separate penalty box, then it's up to them to to see whether we capitalise the chances that come our way. But yeah, I, I don't have a problem with the, the three at the back. But I, I don't think you know. I think initially it was quite rigid, but I think there's a bit more flexibility now, and I think there's also a bit more flexibility in Stevie's thinking. I think I don't think it's something that he'll guarantee will be the formation for the next game. And I think that's fair enough. I think it keeps everybody on their toes and I think it keeps opposition guessing as well. Yeah, because I mean, look, Mark Wilson, actually, some of the time that we've gone to that back four is because either Kieran Tierney or Andy Robertson hasn't been available. Yes, Kieran Tierney's played in a, in a back four as the, as the left centre back option. Some people are, are very clear on this. Some people think you just play a back four and you just leave one of them on the bench, right? Which is fine. And I, I'm not disagreeing, but it's perfectly reasonable. To acknowledge that if you've got those two at your disposal You're going to want to try and play them both Yeah But not. I don't think at the expense of the full thing collapses upon itself But it clearly doesn't But Steve Clark's clearly found a way of doing it uh, And it's not been simple to do I'm sure he would have had to have had conversations with both players Particularly Kieran Tierney Saying to him Are you comfortable in this position? Are you happy at left centre back in a three? Because Again, people might think that it's the same as playing left back. It's clearly not. You know, you're you're much narrower at times. It is probably widely known that you probably are more conservative and you sit back and you just back up your wing back. Now, Tierney and Robertson have just found a totally different way of playing that role. And that's why it works so well. You've got two outstanding, some could say world-class left-sided defenders into our squad. It would be silly not to try and fit them in somewhere. And I think we've fitted them in Pretty well I think Tierney and Robertson Get good understanding And with Hanley and Portis Pace at the back If there was a hole there And with Jack and McGregor Plenty of filling Do you think that's fair Gordon Because As the guys have alluded to On paper If you like Or generally speaking Because I can see that I can see replies here On social media Sort of You know Back three Back five Against Cyprus That you know Is negative or whatever But if one of those three Is Kieran Tierney mm. Actually it becomes something Entirely different 
I think that's a very attacking lineup. I don't think it's negative. I think Jim makes a good point about the two uh, centre backs on the right and the left, Portis and Tierney. They can step forward, they're comfortable going into Midlay Park. It's basically a 3 4 2 1. You know, Hickey and uh, Robertson will play high up as the as a, as a wide areas. I love the fact that Armstrong McGinn's in there. I think their timings of the run of Adams causes all sorts of problems. McGregor Jack control the middle of the park. I think it's a very attacking outfit. Yeah, um, I'm sort of working my way from the back forward, so we'll get to the rest of the issues now that we're done with the, the defensive formation. Um, Jim Duffy, there are lots of different guys have come in at different times and actually done well. You look at Jack Hendry, perhaps in the last couple of games, was, was one of the better performers. Um, he had to pull out this squad through injury Even go back to the Denmark game John Suter's played in there um, Ryan Porteous came in for his debut against Ukraine Kept the clean sheet, did ever so well Has moved to Watford since And he keeps his place today What do you make of that? Yeah, I mean again, listen uh, Ryan Porteous can divide opinion at times I think because we, we saw him um, with a Bernie and, and at times he could have been, a, you know, his concentration could 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 be questioned. But when he when he made his debut, an excellent debut for Scotland, he's obviously taken the uh, the opportunity to go down south. Still find his feet a little bit at Watford, but Watford's a, a difficult club because they, they change the manager so often, and uh, you know it's maybe systems and that get changed as well. So he's maybe having to adapt adapt to a new life, a, a, a new club, uh, and but getting back into the Scotland fold. Yeah, I, I, I've got no problem with Ryan Portis, um, you know, start, starting the game. I think he, he does have real qualities, particularly, as I said, on the ball. He's got that raking diagonal in his locker, um, you know, which, again, if, you're, if you've got, like, Andy Robertson hugging that touchline high up the pitch, you know, it's, it's maybe something that we can utilise. Um, as I said, he is comfortable on the ball. And, and, again, we'd like to think we should be, uh, you know, in control of large parts of this game. I don't think you can take Ed for granted. I think Cyprus have got a new coach and... You know, the, the, they'll be looking to, 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 to try and impress. I think if, you, if you're looking, um, you know, the, 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 the own league, I know there's players spread about. We know, obviously, everybody knows Alec Gogic, um, you know. But but I think I think that they have a, a decent core of players without maybe having household names. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that for me, no problem with, with Ryan Portis stepping in there. Uh, Portis and Tierney, as, as Gordon had said there, are both very, very capable of breaking uh, with the ball, utilising the ball. And in the ways Stevie Clark wants to play, they want to build for the back, they want to play through the line, so you need players who are comfortable in the ball to do that, and those two are as comfortable as anybody. Uh, well, it's all building up at Hamden, as you can hear, 40 minutes to go, pretty much a sellout. In fact, I think it is there at the National Stadium for Scotland against Cyprus. We'll continue the build-up next. As it happens And your reaction from five on the open line This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Building up to kick off at Hamden, Scotland Against Cyprus in the first Of the latest batch of Euro qualifiers It all starts here There is, remember, a playoff place already in the bag Due to the success in the Nations League But it would be nice to go and do it through the Traditional route as well Although there are a few formidable opponents down the line A certain Spanish side come to Glasgow on Tuesday And we can worry about Erling Haaland and the likes Somewhere down the line But today it is all about Cyprus Andrew McLean has already given you the teams If you're just joining us The headline certainly is Angus Gunn Will make his debut in goal Lots been said about his call-up and now he's in the starting 11. Um, other headlines, I guess, would include Tierney and Robertson, both playing back to that sort of back three 
back five scenario It's Ryan Jack and Callum McGregor um, So often rivals on the club front But teaming up in the midfield today And Shea Adams the man who leads the line I think even Jim Duffy Just something that we, we touched on at the, the top of the show There's a there's a story to be told here In the fact that it's Cyprus at Hamden Because uh, as fate would have it in football Sometimes throws up these things Stevie Clark's first game as Scotland manager Was a home game against Cyprus um, And in terms of lessons on the pitch that night It was tight And it took a last minute Ollie Burke winner To get the victory But there were also 20,000 empty seats that night And I know it's not the only measurement of success Clearly not But in the week that Stevie Clark signed a new deal It maybe tells a bit of a story um, that that is a sellout today. Yeah, I think uh, it was Andy Robertson. I think it was, uh, there is a more of a connection now between the fans and the players. I think uh, there has been, uh, you know, improvement. Obviously, qualifying for the last Euros was a big step. There's no doubt about that, and I think that certainly helped. Uh, there's no question. I, I think it's helped uh, Stevie Clark get that new deal. You know, we're disappointed about the the the, the World Cup and not qualifying for that, but. Yeah, I mean, I think that there has been positive steps. I think if you look at the, 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 the players in the squad now, we've got players playing in Italy, the Premier League, the Scottish, obviously, the top levels. Um, you know, you know, we've got such a, uh, an array of talent now that, you know, listen, there's always the one area which I think is, you know, disrespect to either Shea Adams or Lyndon Dykes, but we maybe don't have that real, you know, top, top quality striker. Um, but in terms of just about every other area, um, you know, we, we're, we're strong now, and, and I think that, that that development under Stevie Clark has been uh, has been crucial. And, and I think he, he, he's, he's got the new deal now, so the players know there's going to be continuity there as well. There's going to be continuity in how the preparation is, the style of football, and as I said, then you know, obviously he's got that flexibility now. I mean, in, in the Euros, if you think about it, just leading up to it, I mean, we're all waxing lyrical about about, about Charlie Gilmer, and, and, and obviously he, he's the one now that um, uh, Billy Gilmer, uh, Charlie, Billy Gilmer, and. And, and, and we're looking looking at uh, you know a, a player we thought was going to be our Spanish type of midfielder if you want to call it that, uh, and and he's he's found himself um, you know uh, uh, still in the squad but but struggling for game time. So it just shows you I think that uh, how far we've came when we're, we're not looking as if we're missing that type of quality of player. Yeah, how much does that situation then? If if it's not Gilmore, maybe not the best example because he has been left out the team today. But if if you look at Kieran Tierney for instance. I think it's four English Premier League starts all season yeah. uh, You look at Stuart Armstrong Sort of in and out the Southamp- A struggling Southampton team Scott McTominay's not playing for Man United currently and, and so on We could go How much of a worry is that for you? Yeah, there's always a slight worry I think just in terms of the tempo And the pace of the game And how, how they can last But as I said We've got a, a good depth of squad now uh, Gordon And I also think you know, look at players that are playing for Arsenal in the top of the league, Manchester United, top uh, three, whatever. So I mean, they're, they're playing for top clubs. You know, I think at one time, you know, we, you know, obviously back a couple of decades ago, we had several players playing at the top level. But but maybe for about a 20-year period, we struggled for players playing at a real top level in English football. But now we've got a sprinkling, obviously John McGinn as well, Aston Villa getting getting you know finding a bit more form again uh, you know things like that so yeah I, I still think we're very strong and I still think it's good to see um, you know players playing that level but you're right I mean there is obviously a little issue with not having regular game time but I think that has been the case for a for a few Scotland players over the years because just just because of the way squads are now and the strength and depth that a lot of the clubs have 
I mean, Mark Wilson, I think it's fairly obvious that you would rather have a scenario that all of your players are playing regularly for their teams, they're playing well for their teams, and even more so, their teams are succeeding as well. That's your ideal world scenario. How far do you take it in terms of finding that balance? We had so many calls last night saying if you're not playing for your club, you shouldn't start for Scotland. I don't care if you're Kieran Tierney or you're whoever, you need to be playing regularly. I think, you know, Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller were quick to point out, okay, not ideal, but is Kieran Tierney still a better option than someone else? And Billy Gilmore hadn't been playing when he came in at Wembley and was man of the match and, and so on. What, what's your your feelings on the lack of game time that some of the squad members have been getting? Well, obviously, it's, it's regrettable um, that they aren't getting the game time that we would like them to get, but Jim's right, they are playing at top quality sides. I believe you play your best players and I think guys like Kieran Tierney who don't get a game regularly at his club is better than any other option we've got there. Uh, and I think we're in a position just now that we can't turn our nose up to, to those sorts of players. McTominay doesn't play every week for Man United. I know he's on the bench today but I'd expect him to come in probably on Tuesday night probably because he's a big game player and that's the position we're in. So I believe that the quality of players should Dictate for us Rather than Their game time They're getting for Top class sides down south I don't know any Manager or coach That would have the luxury Of having these guys Like you're mentioning Tierney Yes there's an argument They're not playing a lot of games Every coach Every manager Will go with Tierney today There's no doubt There's not got to be a problem It's a squad game You've got a lot in the bench If every starts running out of steam 70-75 minutes You're better with a 75 minute Cairn Tierney at his best than most of the players in that squad and not, not being disrespectful because he's a top, top player. Um, so I have no problem. I think that's a good side that Steve Clark's picked today. I think they're bags mm. of energy in this team. I suppose the hope has to be, Jim Duffy, that actually if there are guys who are having a tough time at club level, they find a home in the Scotland team, if you like. There are countless examples over the years. The one that always used to get mentioned was Alan Hutton. He was literally never playing for yeah. his club. And would come in and do a good turn. There were even times when you know James McFadden would be like in and out at club level, and then would be the main man for Scotland, the guy you would yeah. pin all your your Absolutely. hopes on. So I mean, it's possible. Yeah, particularly when James went down to Everton. I mean, listen, you've got a similar scenario there with uh, Harry Maguire uh, playing for, playing for uh, England, and you know not playing really for Manchester United. So you know, I mean, the, the, sometimes managers trust players. They know the players. They know the way they prepare. I mean, he's, as I said, he's training at a, a top club. He's still involved in games. You know, his fitness is never in doubt. He's a t- terrifically fit boy. All these kind of things. And I think all of those players, whether it be Gilmer, whether it be McTominay, they, 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 I mean, they're playing a real high intensity. They're training every day. You know, so, yeah, of course, in an ideal world, uh, Ryan Christie, all these kind of guys, you want them playing, you know, week in, week out. But I still don't think that, um, you know, you, you just, um, you know, um, dismiss players if, if they haven't played, you know, 20 games before. Sometimes it actually can work in your favour because you're that delighted to be back playing again a regular game. You've actually got a spring in your step and that, that natural enthusiasm that sometimes you can, if you've played too many games, you can be a wee bit lethargic. So, no, I, 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 again, as Mark, Mark says, I think you've got a player like that with that kind of quality, then you get him on the pitch whenever you can. Yeah, I suppose that's it, Mark. We said it's all about balance finding a balance because obviously we keep repeating it you would much rather that they were all playing but in Kieran Tierney's case it's not like he's not getting a game for Sheffield United it's Arsenal he's not getting a game for he's not getting a game for the best team in England and 
He's been kept out by one of the better players across Europe this season Of course um, So again, you're finding that balance Do you leave out a guy that's a little bit short of the Arsenal team To replace him with someone who gets a game every week for Blackburn You know, these are these are the decisions that Steve Clark has to make I know, and it's, it's terribly difficult because that is a conundrum That it, the, the fans that called in the show want to see players playing every week But Steve Clark will be sure in his mind of the quality that he sees in training every single day when this squad meets up. He knows how good Kieran Tierney is. And it's a competitive edge that Kieran Tierney will will get every day in training, coming up against these top class players, even if he isn't getting the game time that will serve him fine for your national team. There's no doubt about it. And look when you look at the relationship Tierney struck up with Robertson, I think that plays into it as well that I, I wouldn't have even come into Steve Cart's mind to drop them. Mm-hmm. He understands that that works that fits. Robertson knows where Tierney is behind him and is comfortable from a defensive point of view and also that kind of overlapping centre-half which is quite unique. We don't see many teams do that at this level. We've got something special in that case so I don't think he, he would ever consider I think changing if, that. I think if you... Sorry, man. I think if you flip it over and say if he leaves out Tierney, right? I think he would come in for criticism because people will say we've got one of the best players going about in Cairn Tierney. Yes, the argument said he's not playing regular football but he's a very, very terrific talent and when you've got that talent you've got to play them. Yeah, I mean, Jim Duffy, it's also, I guess, to, to really state the obvious, you'll know fine well with your management hat on. At times there's an argument to say Okay pick your best players Who are your best 11 players But then there's clearly times When you need to look at Relationships And what ultimately creates The best team group Collectively He might not be getting a game For Man United But I think it would be fair To say that on paper And to outsiders You would maybe go for Scott McTominay Rather than Ryan Jack But Steve Clark Sees something different In that partnership Which we've seen before Between Jack and McGregor yeah, but I think you, you, you said the, the exact thing. There's partnerships. You know, you get players that combine and suit each other. I think Ryan Jacks said that probably he really enjoys playing with Carl McGregor. They, 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 they suit each other. And sometimes you get that balance. And, you know, I spoke to, you know, many uh, top coaches over the years. And particularly, I remember the, the, the late, great Walter Smith and talking to him about, you know, team building and things like that. And it wasn't always the, the best player that he felt that he played. It was the, the the balance of the team in terms of who he felt, you know, gave him a, a bit better balance and being you know, successful as Walter. Then I think you know what you're talking about. So, you know, you, you you've, you've got these type of situations as as um, Martin that's saying there with the uh, Robertson and Tierney and things like that. They they, they, they they form partnerships and they have you know Stevie's developed this kind of um, club spirit and club togetherness and that that's it's almost like a big club. You've got top top players in almost every position. You've got two players for every position. You can only pick you know ten outfield players. You're going to always be debatable or who should leave out. That be the case for just about anyone. There's always an argument of who you should play. It's easier before the game. <laughs> you know, to, to add to that during the game or after the game, that's when the debate starts. If you don't get the result, but uh, ultimately, if we, if we get a positive result today, then he'll reassess it. He'll look at uh, you know, or, or, you know, everyone's uh, availability for Tuesday, and then I think actually he, he will change it again. I think he'll probably go back to a four against uh, Spain and maybe even a four-three-three. But today, as I said, he's picked his team. 
um, with a victory in mind being really positive. I, I agree with Gordon. I think it is positive. I think if you look at the, the amount of forward players we've got going there, I think with Armstrong, McGinn has obviously been absolutely magnificent for Scotland in terms of his goal scoring. Shea Adams, I think the two full-backs will get forward. I think we're obviously dangerous at set plays as well. Um, you know, so I, I, yeah, I, I definitely think this team is more than good enough to win this match. And really, that's all that matters. And Mark Wilson, what does it say about Callum McGregor that in this most divided of footballing environments, not just in terms of club rivalry, but everybody's got an opinion. You've seen that over, uh, you know, the last week as we've debated the team. Nobody, absolutely nobody, would suggest leaving Callum McGregor out of this Scotland no. team. We were, you know, talking last night. Okay, how many are absolutely nailed on to play? Absolutely nailed on, and the only ones you could really have come up with were Andy Robertson. Shea Adams, John McGinn and, and Callum, Callum McGregor, McGregor. Yeah. Uh, It's his 50th cap today as well Incredible um, Just an incredible footballer Gordon, I think everybody recognises that You mentioned there the, the city divided But I think even Rangers supporters Would realise that he is the beating heart Of what is an outstanding Celtic side Now when it comes to international football I think some players sometimes change their game And sometimes maybe look a bit less Than what they, they do when they represent their club Just because they're trying to Maybe fit into a different manager's style Or fit into different players around about him I don't think McGregor does I think he plays exactly the same way And I think it suits international football In terms of how you need to be comfortable in the ball How you need to keep the ball How you need to have knowledge to, to slow the game down at times As well as burst into life and drive your team forward I think he's done that on the international side For his 50 caps he, I can't remember many games Where we've been disappointed And, and says... Cal McGregor was never in that He's always been one of the ones that Gets pass marks at the least So again he's just the driving force Of a, another team Driving force of Celtic And I think he's similar role for Scotland And I hope he's the exact same today Hope he's the exact same against a, a terrific Spanish side on Tuesday Because we need top players like that In the middle of the pitch To keep the ball at this level yeah, Been a terrific servant already Gordon hasn't he In mm. this by no means is a, the even close to the end of the road, but fifty caps, some achievement. Yeah, uh, he's, he must be brilliant for a manager or a coach to work with. Gordon, terrific talent, great ability, uh, knows how to play the game. Um, he, he deserves his fifty caps, of course he does. He's been terrific for us. And uh, Mark's right; he takes his Celtic form usually into the Scotland setup as well. He's had a few partners in there. I like the partnership today. I know a lot of people cry out for Gilmore. I totally take that on board. Right now, I think Ryan Jack's playing probably best football he's played in a long, long time. I know he's had injuries. But that partnership of McGregor and Jack in the middle of the park sounds very good to me today. We're nearly there. The build-up continues at hand and next. Action as it happens. And your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 15 minutes till kick-off. Scotland against Cyprus in the opening European Championship qualifier. It feels like a new start. It always is when a new campaign comes around. There's a new contract for the manager. There was always going to be a new name and goal. This time we know it is Angus Gunn. And we've been working our way through the build-up, looking at the, the inclusions and exclusions from that team Now of course Jim Duffy To state the obvious At some stage We're going to need to stick the ball In the back of the net And that in particular today um, There will be a level of expectation there Because it is the lowest seed in the group We're playing at home How do you assess the attacking options in the squad? 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's good flexibility and, and movement. I think the, the, the concern we have is we don't have a natural goal scorer. There's no doubt about that, Gordon. There's no shying away from that. You know, we have uh, obviously McGinn, who's done very, very well. And she Adams, I think, is has been a, maybe a wee bit unlucky at times, but he's not someone you, you would say, oh, he's a natural penalty box striker. He's not a Gordon Dale, let's be honest. You know what I mean? So you've got the, um, you know, you've got Armstrong and things like that who are capable. But that's the, that's the one concern for me is that we, we don't have that. We're not blessed with a natural goal scorer. But I do think, you know, if we, we, we do have players that can score goals. As I said, they like McGinn. Like, they are capable. Obviously, as I said, they set plays where it's Hanley and Portis and things like that. We've got a little bit of presence. So I think with, with clever movement, and I think uh, Adams does stretch defenders, he does create space for the likes of McGinn, for the likes of Armstrong, then I think that should be enough to create chances and then it's up to the players to have that composure and quality to take those chances. There's no secret, the number one goal threat is John McGinn, ably assisted by his backside, Mark Wilson. He's got 15 in a Scotland shirt, just how important is he? Oh, he's huge. I mean, I, I think we see the best of John McGuinn in this Scotland side where he's moved that wee bit further forward, just in behind the striker. Uh, a player who always seems to arrive at the right time in the box, and I mean, that's crucial for a midfielder. Uh, and we've relied heavily on him over the years. But I, I'm with Jim, when you look, uh, if there is a concern about the Scotland side, I think it's a, an attacking formation with Tierney and Roberts on one side, Portis and Hickey the other. I think we've got creativity in there. But it is goal scoring. Shea Adams this season, I know he's not played all the games down south for Southampton, but 11 goals. You follow that up with Armstrong and McGinn behind him. Three goals each. Then McGregor and Jack as well. So mm. that is the problem. This current campaign, this term, this season for the players... There's not many It's absolutely on fire In terms of goal scoring I suppose Individually Gordon If you're talking about personnel mm. Then that, that would be Correct But it's not It's not a team that Is terribly lacking in goals In terms of the The total that they get As a As a unit You know we mentioned John McGinn obviously um, you, you look back to some of the, the Previous games You know we did score three at home Against Ukraine We scored twice at home Against Denmark You know decent sides um, it, it's not like we only ever scrape these one nils. It just unless Shea Adams suddenly becomes prolific, that spread is is going to have to continue to be there and maybe even improve. Yeah, I, I don't think we're a team that just relies on the one centre forward who bangs in all the goals and takes all the glory. I think there's goals um, all over the pitch. I, one player I don't I don't think gets enough credit, and he's one of my favourites. Has been for a long time. I think Armstrong's terrific. I think his movement, his timing of the runs, he can get his goals. I think he causes so so many problems to defences. Uh, Jim touched on a good one earlier with the fact that set plays. We've got a threat. You know, Portis can get up there. Hanley, you know, Hickey's a fair. You've got great delivery from whether it's Tierney or Robertson, which helps. I just think there's goals there for us. And I fancy um, Armstrong and Adams to be on the goals going mm. sheet today. Jim Duffy, how important are Andy Robertson and Aaron Hickey to provide that width? Because you look at it further forward, we know it's it's just not a system we use. We we don't we don't have wingers. We don't play in that regard. And you would not consider John McGinn or Stuart Armstrong wide players. So how much of an onus is on Robertson and Hickey? Yeah, I always think Andy Robertson's better at left back. I don't think there's any doubt with that because he's used to playing that way with Liverpool. And you know the white guy, whatever white guys in front of him. You know, they come in and then it allows him to have that space. Whereas if he's higher up the pitch, he's almost, 
he's almost too close to the opposite, you know, wing back or the opposite full back. And sometimes he, he can't get beyond him. He's coming back inside. That's when Tierney's important because he can break forward. It's always it's like the underlap then from that, that side. Of, and he gives us that a different dimension. Uh, Aaron Hickey, again, can play both both fullbacks. But he, he's he's a wee bit similar. He, I think a more natural fullback. Um, so, yeah, I think both of those players would prefer to play in a four. But they have to give us that width because you're absolutely right. Um, Armstrong will come in. McGinn will come in. So they have to give us that natural width uh, and get high up the pitch. It's just a case of getting the distances right when you're not playing that week in, week out with your club football, um, Gordon. It does take a wee bit of adjusting. And I think Andy Robertson at the time has had, to, has had to sacrifice a wee bit of his own game. And, uh, although uh, I think in the last maybe six, seven games, I think he's been a lot, lot better. But in his first few games in that system, I, I, I definitely think he wasn't uh, at the same level. But he's, he's certainly adjusted to it um, and, and should be more accustomed to it now that, that, that he's played several games in that role. Yeah, well, listen, we know that Mark Wilson comes in here every night with an Andy Robertson branded mm. hoodie on, so he's not yeah. going to say anything bad about the gaffer, <laughs> uh, Gordon DL. But he, he is the captain. He's clearly operating at the highest level of the squad. With that comes a pressure. You know, we've seen it before. Let's kind of call it Darren Fletcher syndrome. People yeah. expect maybe quite a lot of of you when you when you come up and and play for your national team. And as Jim says, it's it's entirely different. You've got different players in front of you, um, different partnerships on the pitch. It's not always easy for Andy Robertson to do the Liverpool bit uh, when he's in a Scotland jersey. Yeah, you've got to take into consideration when you're club football. You're working day in, day out with the same players. You get to know their style of play, their their timing of their runs, everything, where they want the ball, how they want the ball. This is a different position for Robertson as well. He's used to the flat back four where he sees a full game in front of him and he goes and plays with the players and he knows their runs and movements. But you're right, Gordon, when you come with the tag of being one of the best left backs in, in Europe and the boy certainly fits into that bill, then you come with the, the, the pressure of having to perform. He's now the captain, which is more responsibility uh, more responsibility for him. But he gives us so much. You've got to say, has he had a few bad games in Scotland? Of course he has. Everybody does. You don't just come up and take your club football and your form and just turn it on international football. It's difficult for these guys. But Robertson is a class act. And funnily enough, scored a screamer against Cyprus yeah. in Stevie Clark's first yeah. game in charge. And um, you know it took a Ryan Christie screamer to set us on our way in the game over there. The last time it's the it's the last four meetings of the sides have ended two one to Scotland. Mark, it feels like we're 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 about to kick off one of those classic afternoons where we clearly should win. There's a level of expectation there, but it just might it, it might not be all our own way. Well, I don't think international football is now I keep going back to it And I hope I'm wrong today I hope we get an early goal And we go on and we stroll it And it's an easy afternoon But I think the gap has been closed uh, In the way international minnows, so to speak Approach a game now is much more difficult So I may just take something like We had for Andy Robertson or Ryan Christie To unlock the door But as long as we're patient um, and don't expect to win the game in the first 10 minutes The crowd at Hamden that is Then I think the players will settle into it uh, quite nicely Because we've got plenty of attacking promise on there Mentioned the worry about the goal scorer But I think we've, Jim touched on it Plenty of movement with Armstrong and McGinn Robertson and Hickey So looking forward to it Kick off at Hamden's next 
the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Let's head straight back to Hamden just in time for Flower of Scotland. Scotland fans, they are ready to go for this European qualifier against Cyprus. The players are out there, they're in their 150th mm. anniversary kit. Very smart looking, I don't think we'll mention the price. That's been talked <laughs> about enough this week, but we talk about the crowd, Jim mm. Duffy. It's not the ultimate barometer of how a, a team are mm. doing, but Gordon mentioned it. A packed out Hamden for this type of game, mm. it just goes to show you know, how Steve Clark has managed to change the feeling, the general feeling around the national team, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, listen, when you when you hear the, the, the fans belting out the flower of Scotland, you know, it's got, it's got inspired players, you know, and, and I think, again, it just shows that uh, togetherness between the fans and the players. Uh, and they'll certainly, the, you know, as a, as a player, when, you, when you're going to kick off, all you want is to know that your supporters are behind you. And that is the case for Scotland just now. And it's it's been developed over the, the, the tenure of Stevie Clark. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how um, Tamura Kitsbaya, the new manager, obviously he was at Dundee um, before, just before that went, actually, uh, just in the, 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 the early 2000s. And a uh, terrific player. Um, you know, he's a new manager. He said himself that he, that, you know, his players will thrive in this occasion. And again, but we have to be, be, be look at it. We know it'll be difficult. I think it, they will be organised. But if the vast, vast majority of the separate players, uh, Andrew, play in the separate league, but 90% of them, or maybe more than that, play in the separate league. If one of our top clubs drew a separate club in, in, the, in, the, in the Champions League or a European competition, you'd have to say we'd be strong favourites. So Scotland should be strong favourites to win this match. There's no doubt about it. They will thrive on the atmosphere. The fans will get right behind them. If they can get an early goal to settle them down, fantastic. But if not, we still have the quality. And as long as we've got the patience, then eventually I'm sure it will be good enough to get all three points, which would be the ideal start because we are notoriously slow, slow starters in, uh, in competition. So we really need to get off to a, the perfect start today with uh, the Spain uh, game coming up on Tuesday taking care of itself.
Well, Cyprus players just breaking away from their huddle. They're in white shirts with blue shorts. The Scotland players, high fives all round for them. Just about to kick off. I'll read you through the starting lineup quickly. Angus Gunn getting his first cap in goal. The back three, Ryan Porteous, Grant Hanley, and Kieran Tierney. It's Aaron Hickey and Andy Robertson, the wing backs, Cal McGregor and Ryan Jack, the two centre midfielders, John McGinn and Stuart Armstrong supporting Shea Adams up top. It's Stuart Armstrong that gets us underway here at Hamden. Just like that, the big game is underway at Hamden. Will Steve Clark's Scotland side get their Euro qualification campaign? Off to a winning start In terms of what you can see so far The new strip looks magnificent Mark Wilson lovely, lovely, I know we, I know we argued a bit about the, the price <laughs> and so on And yes that's valid But my word we certainly look the part Let's hope it, uh, it brings us a bit of luck on the pitch as well I hope so I hope so Yep the guys are looking magnificent you in like the new it? kit but, Oh it's looking lovely But Game's, game's settling down We see the Scotland shape We see Portis there Right centre half Just looking for that run Of John McGinn early on Just to get in behind Trying to stretch The Cypriot defence I think you made An important point Gordon about The the, the full backs Or the wing backs Andy Robertson Aaron Hickey Keeping their width To allow Armstrong And McGinn That space in behind That's going to be An important factor today And the thing you can tell Right away Gordon Is the pitch looks like it's taken a lot Very yeah. slow doesn't it Is that just me uh, No I think it's taken a lot of water Obviously our weather's not been that mm. great recently um, But Jim, the players Jim, will just need to adapt to it Yeah mm, Jim Duffy can tell us He's the eyewitness Mark Wilson But this much maligned <laughs> Hamden surface And we know it's got a big schedule Coming up in the Scottish Cup We were just off the back of the The League Cup Just initial reactions That looks very slow Yeah you can tell right away When the, the first ball went back from Armstrong um, back to Hanlet That You know the, the speed of the ball It looks like It's been raining For about four weeks And that's not been the case I mean Or, or is the grass just long It's three weeks It looks a mix Of both It does The grass looks long And it looks like Because if it's just wet Then it would be It looks of... heavy yeah. But um, Yeah this pitch Has had numerous problems And we've got a couple Of big games coming up um, don't get me wrong Tuesday night Grow it as long as you like mm. Aye. Don't Aye. fancy them Popping slow the ball that Slow that down ball What was that That was Craig Levine uh, Craig Levine Brendan Brendan Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. But, And then bring, bring the lines in But I must say um, <laughs> I was Alwa yeah. <laughs> I was at that game Against Rangers Anyway Corner kick to Scotland Two and a half minutes gone First set piece to try And put some pressure on It's an outswinger Keeper punches Doesn't get there fully Kieran Tierney's got a bit of a chance To shoot but he just decides oh. With the outside of his left boot to try and sort of shape one into the box, Gordon, I feel like he was. I feel like it opened up for him to have a bit of a goal. It, it did, but he'd have to take that on his right, Gordon, and and obviously pull the trigger. He didn't fancy yeah, he ended it. Ended up crossing. It he tried it. Yeah, he tried outside of the left foot just to try and find somebody at the back post. It's his he's, first touch. Yeah, him. yeah, he's not comfortable on his right. He's he's more comfortable on that favourite left foot. But good positive start. Forced a corner already, so we're off and running here. Yes, absolutely. Interestingly, the couple of familiar names in the Cyprus setup Jim Duffy mentioned, uh, Tamuri Kitsbaya, um, well known firstly for booting the advertising boards at Newcastle in one of the most famous celebrations. Great of all celebration. Time. Uh, and uh, just sheer anger. And secondly, maybe for us, as Jim quite rightly says, he was a, a Dundee player. Didn't quite. Um, overlap with Jim Duffy though I think they did go to the same barber apparently <laughs> up there next to next what, to Dens what Park. year was that then I must have I might have came across or played against him then I for, totally forgot Kispaya 
was in amongst yeah. Dundee. Oh, oh yeah, D- yeah by, by the way, Duff had some players up at Dundee. Early 2000s, 2001, 2002 I, season. By yeah. the way, I would have, I would have, mm. yeah, locked horns with Kitspire. I think well, I would have come in top because he had just come from Wolves. So Kenny Miller was saying last night he thinks he just missed him at Wolves as well oh, when right, he was, okay. was down Terrific there. player, I remember. Yeah, yeah decent, decent. Right, yeah. Free kick Cyprus, a bit of mm. defending to do. Ryan Portis just a bit too aggressive, left an arm on his marker as he jumped for the header. Uh, and the referee didn't like it, but it's now a free kick to Scotland, given away by the only other name in the team that, that jumps out at you, Alex Gogic. Uh, who of course has played for a few teams in Scotland mm. and um, also the same barber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a, few, there's a few there. Um, Jim will feel right at home, won't he? <laughs> yeah, the Saint, and I noticed the forward. Saint Mirren midfielder, of course, formerly of Hibs and Hamilton Ackies, but formerly of Hibs, he was marking Ryan Porteous, his old teammate there mm. at the the set piece when it came into the box. He actually lost two cup finals there with Hibs, so he'll be hoping for a better. Uh, day out at Hamden And we of course will be Hoping to spoil that And make it three defeats If we possibly can But um, 19th cap for Cyprus For Alex Gogic Started I his... think he's been decent In his time in Scotland I think he's He yeah. plays that role Well in midfield He's playing at the back today In midly a three Different role for him But you can see how Scotland's going to have to be patient Especially with this The way the pitch is playing At the minute it's Very slow And You know That's all, a good run That's good yeah. movement yeah, That's what you're looking for Over the top And Adams is He's very comfortable At dropping in And taking a touch And he's done that And then here goes Kieran Tierney You want uh, oh, Andy Robertson Hold up there Pitch yeah. wasn't as slow As I would have liked On that occasion I think I think Mark used a good word today Patience I think we've got to be patient um, There's no easy games Nowadays And and gone are the days You think Oh Cyprus uh, well, Ah Hamden It should be easy We'll I'm, score I'm as gonna, many I'm going to disagree a bit Right Because I just don't want To throw out Cliches for the sake of it In your European Qualification groups There are genuine minnows Right You've got your San Marinos Maltas Gibraltars Teams that we've played in the past And and absolutely hammered So you do get them I just don't think Cyprus Are that The problem Mm -hmm. If you want to call it that The slightly difficult thing for us Is they are meant to be Our minnow They're our group's minnow They are The lowest seeded team in our, in our group You know when Out of that pot You could have got San Marino You could have got Gibraltar And we got Cyprus um, Which feeds into What is a Is a, a difficult group In that regard Mark Because is, Norway yeah. was Arguably the toughest Pot 3 team We could have got And um, and San Marino One of the tougher uh, Bottom Seeds that we could have got Yeah I think we have been Unfortunate when it comes To a group uh, Some players might think Oh it's a good thing They, they get these Bigger names It, it maybe becomes the game's become that wee bit more edgy Which players always enjoy uh, Rather than going and thumping somebody 6-0 But uh, you know the good thing You mentioned it earlier on Because your Nations League performance Were guaranteed at least a playoff spot Which mm. takes a wee bit of the pressure off Only 7 minutes gone Gordon But something that jumps out so far Is Ryan Porteous's distribution has been excellent He's played a number of qu- Relatively high risk passes Zipped them into midfield Or you know Into ambitious areas And He's pulled most of them off so far, if not all of them. Yeah, to be fair, I think Jim highlighted that in the build-up to the game. Gordon talking about, you know, he's very comfortable on the ball. He can hit those diagonals if Robertson's on the touchline. He can play nice zip balls into McGregor and Jack and uh, McGinn. Um, so, yeah, he's very comfortable on the, the ball. I think he's getting better and better. I think at the beginning of his career, he was... Bit hot headed, get caught up in a lot of things, didn't really concentrate in the game a lot, but 
I think since he's come into the Scotland scene, he's been excellent, Gordon, as he gives the ball away there. Fires in. Yeah. Right into McGinn's head. Yeah. I think it took I think no. Did it? Did no, no, just fire it into McGinn's head. Yeah, nah, you might be right. Uh, I think he did. Yeah. That. I th- I don't even know if it was for McGinn. I think he was maybe caught in two minds. I'm not sure that was offside, by the way. Uh, when you see it back, the flag eventually went up. And I'm with you, Mark. I don't think that was. For, I, I think that was for a runner. Yeah, minds, yeah. I yeah. think that was for a runner. But he sees things, uh, and defensively, he's get better. He's had a good start to his career down south. You've got to give the guy a bit of credit. He came in for a lot of criticism. He's got his head down, he's worked away and he's developing into a very talented footballer. Today I was looking, I'll tell you who I was looking forward to seeing, Hickey, today, because when he broke into the team, a lot was on his shoulders and he didn't perform particularly well, remember, but now he's... Oh, you mean the Ukraine game in isolation? Course. Yeah, yeah, he looked a fish out of water and I felt sorry for the boy in the day, but now he's a Premier League player. I know he was playing Italy at the time, but a Premier League player and he's he's doing well at the minute. I think this is a big afternoon for him. I, I'm looking forward to see how he drives forward. Now, a couple of times he's got the ball. He's a bit tentative, turn back a couple of times. That's fine in the opening stages, but as the game progresses, I want to see more from him you going would, forward. You would say, Gordon, the sort of out-and-out, at, more attacking of the, the two is Nathan Patterson. But, mm-hmm. you know, to to carry on the theme from earlier on, he's he's been out injured, he's not had a lot of game time, Aaron Hickey's done fine, ball into the box, flashed across, John McGinn just couldn't quite get the angle on it, he was at the front post and um, it was a, it was a difficult one to take on, so it goes across the face of goal, but Scotland do still have it, um, Porteous joining in. They're knocking the ball about well, yeah. using both white, um, width to the pitch. Oh, Great, no, yeah. two, two, Cross no. goes to the goalkeeper. If it goes to the left, they're not uh, frightened to come round and get back down the right hand side. They're being patient, they're getting bodies in the box. Just a little bit more quality. Uh, McGinn, McGinn's unlucky there. By the way, I think, think McGinn does well. Yeah, I think he does forward. well. I think the centre forward takes a that's chance. Where we're missing a centre forward to. Plays in between the posts and right there just to tap that in. If you look at Shea Adams here, he's behind McGinn. He's hung out for some reason. I think if an opportunity like this guy look, beside me, 50, he'd be in. 15, 15 year on this programme and it's taken Jim Duffy at Hamden to give me a compliment. And I'd like to thank him from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> I do agree with him, but I'd like to thank him. You'd be there to tap that in. But a good play. McGinn, mm. you know, clever player. Sees he couldn't get that in target, but just turns it around the corner. It's not a great day for you two to be bragging about your footballing abilities, though. I've just seen, the, <laughs> I've just seen the team bus, the team bus picture from the Celtic Legends game. Uh, Mark Wilson. Oh my goodness! The fact you've not had a call up hmm. for that. <laughs> Do you know what was sad? Hoopy was sitting there with his tracks on. Uh, Hoopy's uh, got his uh, on, starting up front. Listen, <laughs> oh, you're being unfair on those legends who are. In that picture, oh. I mean, there's a couple of <laughs> he's, couple of guys do, who are. Do you know we like a laugh and a carry on, right? Just quickly, but he's absolutely sick. He's he is sick. I know. No, I've worked no. with this guy too Who'd long. Be the Huddle now. Hound and Davy for the pie <laughs> store or the fullbacks, and you're standing in here with us. Uh, <laughs> listen, honestly, I'm getting people shouting at me in the street and text. It just shows you the power of this show. Remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> Last night watching Gogglebox and people are texting me saying, You know, on the way down to Liverpool <laughs> for that Legends oh, game. Good choice of Friday night viewing, That's though, I must admit. Oh, I never it. miss it. I love it, man. Great show.
Portis trying that long mm, ball. Right, we, I think, I think we right, went too up. early with Portis. He said his distribution's been excellent and he's just punted one the full length of yeah, the pitch but, right to the keeper. He, he doesn't need, as I say, I don't think the pitch is playing as a as a fast pitch, Gordon. I think they have let the grass grow because of weather. It's been very, very, you know, wet and it looks like that. So, you know, try to zip that ball about. Be patient. I See if I was Portis. Personally, I'd be giving the ball to McGregor's and uh, Ryan Jack and just saying, on you go and mm. play. Not my style. I always get quite annoyed when people just latch on to something at the start and keep banging on about it. So I'll try not to. Mark Wilson, I, I, I feel like that, I feel the pitch looks really, really slow. You're right. And I asked, uh, Andrew, you know I asked Andrew McLean, is it just is it just from TV pictures? What's it like in person? He says it's given off the same impression. It's a bit patched up. You can just see the way the ball's... Rolling on it or not rolling as the case may be Yeah And I don't know how we fix it Because it's a problem we've had for years Well Scotland into the box with Aaron Hickey ah, He probably should have crossed it But he goes for a shot at the near post Saved and out for a corner Did ever so well initially Don't mind that I don't. It's good play Ryan Jack Good run Gives it to Hickey I think he does brilliantly Cuts inside and his left foot On his right He's not got a lot of options there, is he? Are you looking for a, a, a cutback for Armstrong? Maybe oh, I think that's no. a hard one to get your head on. <laughs> he, he's got to get it three through three bodies no, to get I it. I think to Armstrong. that's a hard one. You know what? I, well, it's I'm going to have a net though. No, but I'm going to have a go. At least he's forced a corner. I'm going to have a go at Adams again. See when you look get at Adams, the front. Adams is hanging out. Corner kick. Andy Robertson. Oh, it's one of those at the refs. Now the timing on this. So as Porteous has gone down from Gogic, now you have to assume the ref blew the whistle before the corner came in. Right, here's the thing, right? Why mm. not let that go and give a penalty against Alex Gogic? That's right, so the ball's presumably not in play. Why not let that go? You've got VAR there. Exactly. Yeah, I and think. the minute the ball comes in. So why why let Alex Gogic away with that? And listen, I know Ryan Porteous is quite good at the dark arts himself, okay? But why not let that mm-hmm. play out? That's your point. Because um, when you see it back That would have been, that a, would penalty, have been a penalty kick uh, No doubt in my mind That would have been a penalty kick Gogic Arms round Portis Portis doesn't take a lot to go down But Robertson's still corner comes in It's cleared away by Cyprus Again Armstrong's touch is heavy And then he commits a foul And he's going to go into the referee's book. book Yeah uh, 14 minutes gone Well he stops a promising attack You've got to say Tell me these Cyprus players Are not gathered round Because they think that's more than a yellow no, Unless but, we've missed something I mean Armstrong Every intention going But his studs are up Up high uh, uh, Let's see Does he catch him on the well, His studs did come up At the last minute uh, there He is a bit high uh, I'm not saying it's a red card Right I'm not for one minute But I don't know why he's, His studs are up as high as that he Sort of grazes uh, It's not one where the studs Go through the player They kind of graze yeah. as he, It's coming to the as end of his slide, slide. Yeah. And it comes up You're a defender You've got to get your foot Angled round And bring the ball back <laughs> yeah. That was a good demonstration yeah. yeah You did with your arm Yeah I'm, I'm like going that. to take I'm going to take your uh, opinion on it Because I never tackled in my life <laughs> <laughs> You just run about And just uh, do that fake one Where the striker runs And mm. then just slows down mm. We're always it? talking about You know Lack of communication and I can, I, These Cyprus players Are really banging this drum For that to be a red card That cannot no. be no. a red card No No Not at all Um I think I think uh, obviously it is a yellow. I think the referees called that correctly. Um, so we just need to go on with it. Go on. I'll tell you what I did notice at the beginning. I've not seen a lot of Angus Gunn, right? <laughs> but 
he's he's got a fair presence about him. He looks like five, I think. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a fair presence good, as a goalkeeper. I like that in a goalkeeper. <laughs> I like that in a goalkeeper. Go back to an earlier complaint, though, since we're you know we're talking about communication and VAR and all that sort of stuff. So it did flash up in the screen very briefly. Handing about you know checking a potential penalty, which I don't think they really were because, like we said, the ball wasn't in play. I I, I don't get that from the referee. Then when no. you've got when you've got that there in place and you know that you, you've got that tool, so good, ba- basically, good if Andy Robertson runs up to the ball and takes it a bit quicker, then you, you're forced to go and check VAR for the penalty and, and probably give it if you look at what Alex Gogic did to Ryan Portage. Yeah, yeah. So we let off there for Cyprus. I was, I was referee just too quick there to blow his whistle. And like you say, when we've got VR referees and assistant referees are now trained and told to let the play go as long as possible before bringing it back in case these things happen. So not our day in that. In that respect, Cyprus get away more here to come though. Cyprus first attack oh, and his guns first save. Uh, I mean. Hugh Keevans would have saved it But at least it's a first save In a Scotland jersey for Angus Gunn Yeah I think he'll be delighted to get a touch Where where are we going? 16 minutes we've not really seen him Back pass Apart from that uh, He he would have been delighted just to get a feel of the ball Quite nice and easy for him Comfortable Settles him into his first international cap See there John McKinn Just getting dragged deeper Getting the ball from Portis Maybe a wee bit of frustration there Because 16 minutes in We've not seen an awful lot of McGinn or Armstrong um, So he's came deeper and deeper To try and get involved in the play And it's actually Jack that then makes a run in behind him The ball's not bad from McGinn But Jack's it's not his game He's just not got the pace to get there So uh, we're early doors I hope we just don't start getting desperate In terms of those two attack midfielders Coming beyond McGregor and Jack those guys are good enough to go and get the ball off the back three rather than them. Well, Cyprus look like they've just set up to say, right, okay, we'll let the back men on the ball. We're not going to go and press high up and and let them play through us. We'll just go and squeeze a game once they come into a certain area. So they're quite happy to drop off, let Hanley on it, let mm. let Tierney on it, let Portis on it, and then when it goes in, then yeah. they're going to squeeze again. I knew they would. I think you look at the last few qualifiers; they sit at roughly thirty percent possession mark. They were always ah. they were always going to do that. Of course, uh, but it's up to us. It's your home game. It's up to us. We are quality players, and the formation that we're playing to to come up with the ideas to to unlock them. Now that takes a wee bit of movement, and it takes clever players to do. Um, that's much better Out to Hickey Oh he needs to just be more positive than that yeah, It was another, another it good pass from Porteous um, To set it on its way McGinn tries to just shape one over the top um, For Andy Robertson's run But can't get there Tierney comes and cleans up So 18 minutes gone Scotland now Cyprus nil Nothing wrong really with the performance yet It's fine It's it's controlled enough Certainly got all the ball We have mentioned If you're just joining us The pitch looks very slow um, and players not really able to move the ball as quickly um, as they would like But no real um, goal mouth incidents to tell you about Aaron Hickey's probably come closest It was an ambitious shot um, that the goalkeeper saved at his near post A couple of set pieces and so on As Callum McGregor is penalised for a foul down near the corner flag And a free kick to Cyprus I think one thing we would say is that You rightly says nothing wrong with the performance to now But I think we would like to have created maybe more goal mouth action. McGinn's had that one that flashed across. Hickey's forced a, a save that's just a routine save. But something, some sustained pressure in this period, and it's most of the game played from the Scotland back three. 
through to their midfield, never really getting in behind. So Cyprus, mm. I think Cyprus pretty comfortable at this minute. I'd just like to see us making them uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to get in behind Gordon, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, with how sort of compact they are. Um, Andy Robertson just, again, there is the temptation to force it a bit. And it's loose from Cyprus, so it allows Shea Adams to come. And uh, Scotland trying to build something down the left, but it's just it's like a hopeful cross more than anything. We're, we're getting bodies forward, but when we get in the final third, we're just not getting those crisp passes, the movements, taking players out of position as we've lost the ball there. It's got to be a foul on Jack. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. I'd like to see that back. Um, as luckily for us, Callum McGregor comes in, makes an interception. Looked like a Clear foul did it not? It certainly did I, I thought two Cyprus players Was run Jack there I thought he actually Stayed down his back And his feet now I thought it was right In the ankles But referee waves Play on Better from Scotland Yeah, yeah. Andy Robertson Into the box and, oh. it's a, and there we are It's in the back of the net Goal for Scotland it's Offside John McGinn Who else? The top scorer In the squad He gets his 16th goal For the national side A remarkable return Of course This is 2023 You wait a little bit You're a bit nervous In case there's a VAR intervention Because the Cyprus players uh, Did feel it was offside um, But let's deal with it As it comes It was down And I think mm, mm. Oh no Well it's not John McGinn's oh, McGinn's not offside, onside But it's Andy Robertson, Robertson. Maybe uh, Armstrong's ball It's a great ball Inside the full back Robertson gets it across Takes a little mm, nick McGinn turns it in I, I, oh, I, I looked at that right away And I says to Mark But But you were talking about John McGinn though No I was talking about Robertson mm, Right okay He got um, this guy He yeah. doesn't miss much But uh, well, Fingers well, crossed Is it Can check Gordon? Yeah well, obviously well, goal, goal gets checked, gets checked um, yeah. I think Well listen Fur Park last week Told us there's no point in Trying to second guess because you, you know, we're just hoping the third part guy cut the lines today. The um, <laughs> Hawkeye technology is is there for a reason. If you were asking naked eye, I think Andy Robertson looked off, but did Gordon? Did. I I'm standing here a long way away from Hamden. I thought right away when I seen that ball. But mm. I'll tell you what: take the offside out the road. Good movement, great ball, and Robertson. Good play from Armstrong. We're just seeing it again. Oh. It's just it's, it's, going to be, it's one of those Impossible Shoulder. to call Impossible yeah. to call Until the lines go on Forget John McGinn He's McGinn's not off one. surely No um, no It's the Andy Robertson one um, Is he beyond Alex Gogic That is the decision That is being made um, By oh, no, The technology uh, uh, at the moment Just now what we are watching Could the TV companies Not put the lines up For us to watch Well that has to be sent From the VAR Operator To the TV broadcaster And I think the goal Has been given Scotland 1 Cyprus 0 Midway through The first half And John McGinn Has his up and running That man's goals For Scotland A remarkable return Mark Wilson It certainly is I said at the top of the show We rely on him so much And we get the best out of him When he plays Closer to the The forward man I mean It just arrives at the right time Every time almost So uh, again there where You would probably think Your striker Shea Adams Would be the, the most advanced player In the box It's McGinn Who's making that run To go into the end Of Robertson's cross Such a brilliant knack Gordon Because he's He's never played up there You know It's not It's not something that comes As if you say Oh you know He used to be a striker Or he's a particularly Attacking midfielder He's always been good At bustling his way through mm-hmm. And he can shoot from range But as Mark says He genuinely gets in like strikers' positions at times for for the national team. What what I'm very impressed with him is you look at that goal, 
and it looks like nobody's within five yards of him. He, he's just times it to perfection. You know, he waits to the defender, looks at the ball, because you've got to look at Andy Robertson, go across it. He makes his movement, and he absolutely is bang on in the right mm. sp- space to say to Robertson, put the ball in there, and I'll put it in the back of net, and he obliges. Oh, tight, well, I, do you know what? I was going to disagree. I think when you see the lines, he's more, he's more onside than I thought he was. Well, the, the foot, the foot of the... The middle defender there, just right in line. Yeah. So it's not the not it's the first not defender. No, it it's the one behind okay. him. It's the foot. Got so, you. um, but look, it's a good move. We were holding our breath there. Armstrong, exactly what you want from a player who plays in behind the striker. You know, getting that ball in that zone, then turning mm. and playing a positive pass. But you need the will and runner. Robertson times it perfectly. I actually didn't think it was the best ball from Andy at well, the took end. A nick off took a nick. Yet. To fall into John McGinn's path 16 now for Scotland Gordon He has now overtaken James McFadden Mm -hmm. And he is two behind our very own Kenny Miller He's three behind Ali McCoist So in terms of modern era He's he's bang up there And one You you have to assume Is he going to get three to to match McCoist You'd you'd Mm. imagine so Leaving ahead of him Laurie Riley Huey Gallagher Kenny Dalgleish and Dennis Law If he can get to to Dali McCoyst Imagine being able to say that I've left Douglas behind um, <laughs> Well he's got a bit to go To catch yeah, him But I think the most important thing In these 16 goals is It's mostly the important ones Like see today We're looking 23 minutes in I'll bet you that Some supporters were getting A little bit impatient And he pops up again He's popped up with winners He pops up with valuable goals He's always in good position Do you know See him again for me He looks like and Jim was talk, talking about natural strikers Seeing the box His movement's as good as any striker I've seen It's in a more sort of sentimental way If you like Mark There's just something special about having a player for your national team That you feel like you can rely on yeah. That is your talisman well, The guy's just overtaken James McFadden You know Guy that would get you off your hand and seat and uh, it, it's got that type of feel for John McGinn. McGinn certainly, and a different respect from McFadden. McFadden could light up the crowd by dancing past three or four players uh, and then adding a goal to it. But McGinn just epitomises everything. As to be Scottish, you know that. He can scrap when he needs to scrap. You know, he's got that passion. The fitness levels in the boy is incredible. And he's always in the right place at the right time So I, he's been a fantastic player But I really do find that when Steve Clark's moved him forward Into that position we've seen the best of him You even see there when we get in again And the ball's flashed across from Tierney It's McGinn that's more advanced out of any of our players I think, he's, I think his attitude's brilliant I think his work rate He's a team player As much as he, he takes all the pats in the back Because of the goals, important goals He's a team player He's a part of that team He's brilliant at it And um, he deserves everything he gets He's a very talented young player What I was just about to say though Is I was about to praise the backside And then he went to stick it yeah. in Where he usually does And lost out Is there Oh my goodness Cypress no. go for a 45 yard volley Over the head of Angus Gunn it Had him scrambling uh, But it ends up wide of the, the post We're not going to um, Criticise John McGinn's backside How dare we Gordon There are just The odd occasion Where he really looks to throw in That he doesn't need to And almost kind of leaves the ball behind And that that happened on that occasion Yeah Yeah But um, We can't criticise him for that Uh, Most of the time He works nine times out of ten Yeah he gets it right Gordon Um, 
as I say, you can't say enough about him, especially with a Scotland strip on. Never let us down. Uh, works away. Um, his attitude's brilliant. Gets good goals for us. He's just uh, he's been he's been terrific, and and I think this team the way they play suits him. Uh, good pressure from Scotland, squeezing Cyprus into an uncomfortable area, and forcing them into a mistake. Scotland do eventually have to come back the way, um, but it is it's, it's very comfortable for Scotland at this point. One 0 up, twenty seven gone, keeping good possession, not being troubled too much at the back. But as all the cliches go in these types of games, Mark, you just get get that second soon and and make it properly comfortable. Yeah, I, I think that was an important side of the game as well, Gordon. When you come up against teams like Cyprus, here's Kieran Tierney into the box. It can't quite reach John McGinn. Decent, McGinn again, decent defending. But in terms of pressing, I was going to say you cannot let teams like Cyprus to settle and put a few passes, and we've got to be right on top of them. Scotland boys carrying that out to a tee at the minute, half an hour, just approaching half an hour. Do you know who I think's been excellent? Armstrong. I think Armstrong's. I do. I think he's. uh, Yeah, uh, I've seen him at Dundee United and I've followed his career since then. Um, (laughs) It's been really tough to follow. Well, I was. I felt a big part of it because <laughs> um, I did mention Great super scoreboard left side, and it's another McGinn, uh, another sorry Robertson cross that takes another deflection, but this one uh, doesn't fall kindly. Um, what we will say, Mark, in that little passage of play you just saw, you remember the talk pre-match. For anyone who instantly accuses us of being, you know, negative when when you go for the back three, Andy Robertson was like in the box and then Kieran Tierney was the one that was outside him yeah. that's your left sided centre back so that's that's why we do it it's not so all as it's not all as easy as just to say that three centre backs is more defensive than two it just, does, just doesn't work like that when, when it's that personnel that's involved no because you can overload that left side you can create gaps for Tierney to come up and then the quality that Tierney's got is usually pretty good when he gets in the final third that's exactly what you want we, we look like uh, we're driving down the left-hand lane. Everything's going down the left-hand side. Um, I will say, as the ball's coming in from the left-hand side, if I was Steve Clark, I'd be asking Hickey just to hold his run a little bit. I think he's going in too early. Too, too early, and he's get caught with two or three, where if he holds his run, he's got a chance of going challenging a back post. Good shout, that. Uh, yeah, noticed that a couple of times. And it's difficult. We were chatting about the, the difference between playing it was left back we were chatting about left back and left wing back I was the same when it was right back or right wing back I'd always prefer to play at right back over right wing back because it was pretty unsure that timing of the run that you're on about see the pitch in front of you Jim made a good point you're always closer to the left back does Brentford play three at the back though do they not I could be wrong I think they do um and I just wondered how the familiarity. I, I, of Aaron I just Hickey. made I made suit Hickey better, but me as a fullback and Andy Robertson who plays it in a four for Liverpool, it, it takes a bit of getting used to Gordon. And that run, mm. I, I was always unsure timing my run into back post. I was yeah, I, saw I was you, always far too. Mm. Far out. Is that not the end at Hamden where you crossed the ball? In fact, it was heading away from goal, and Stephen Craig and stuck it in the net. Then and you, I, I was the one where I shot a goal, and you and claim you scored a Scottish Cup a, final goal. I took a slight nick and went in. Um, by the way the pitch that day was playing much like the pitch this day very slow had a wee bit of rain a wee bit of rain it was mm. chucking it down that day that was that was but um, look, Scotland the SFA need to sort out this pitch going forward because it's hampering I think it's hampering our lads today I think our lads would want a nice short pitch to zip this about and you know really stretch Cyprus but I think it's playing anti-Cyprus do you fans. think he, do you think his dad there that we seen in a shot in the camera Brian Gunn is saying give my boy a touch no goalies want as little to do as possible surely 
Um, yeah, like I've said it before, Mark, and we'll, we'll maybe deal with it afterwards. You just can't get away from the feeling that the ball is moving so slowly. This referee is not shy but in producing yellow cards. He's yeah. just booked Castanos of Cyprus for diving on the halfway line. Um, it's you know some more often than not you see players bursting into the box and get yep. Great decision What a shout for the ref Great that decision. is yeah. I quite like that Because I, I sometimes feel like refs Do let it go In mm. the middle of the pitch And then they You know they'll maybe If someone's trying to win a penalty They blow the whistle Point the other way And uh, book it. it's a blatant dive From Castanos I don't know what I love, how, he, about. I love how he's carrying on The old charade You know Instead of just taking your yellow card And I've been I've been done here I've been found out He's compounded it by Oh, oh my god It's even worse than <laughs> another angle <laughs> <laughs> Oh That's a, a shocker Yeah you, you wouldn't want to watch that Highlights at night With your family You'd be embarrassed <laughs> That was terrible But Scotland are I hate to say it But they're an easy street just now They're very comfortable They've got that lead Cyprus look like they've offered They're offering nothing I know games can change quickly But I think mm. Scotland have settled into this game now yeah, we keep drawing similarities. The first game Stevie Clark had in charge of Scotland was a home game against Cyprus, and he spoke during the week about being one nil up, which they were through Andy Robertson being, you know, not too bothered, and then Cyprus being level and thinking, how did that happen? Mm. And relying on a last minute Ollie Burke winner. Um, so hopefully it's a bit more straightforward this afternoon. I think we're a wee bit fortunate there. Actually, Cal McGregor gives the ball away in the halfway line. Hanley then steps out to go searching for it to try and get it back. Not realising he's left the guy in behind him And Cyprus just not good enough To play that first time pass Otherwise the boy would have had 30 odd yards to run into So we just need to be careful Ooh. Ooh, Talk about the hand and pitch Or Angus oh. Gunn's boots Oh my goodness What a heart and mouth moment Angus Gunn He's had nothing to do He comes running out Slips The ball lands underneath his backside And he just about keeps a hold of it Inside the penalty box That's just down to the pitch uh, uh, you know he's in total control of that <laughs> What's what John Carver going to say His feet just totally goes away from him Can they play the Spain game at lesser hand? Ah, let's, let's move all the games It's it's a slipping hazard I'll tell you what right There's two things there There was the slip right But the camera zoomed in to show you How severe the slip was And Ooh. as the ball is running through to Angus Gunn Mark it should Bobble yeah. Bouncing all everywhere. over the place yep. The boys will be able to tell us But that pitch on TV <sighs> looks when was the, the, the worrying the thing is When was the last game On this pitch Well it would be no, The cup final wouldn't it? it Would it Is it Is there not any in between See, see be fair Scotland women's games No, no in between See be fair Mark That's, we, that's we, concerning then We've had torrential rain Most days lately I know But I, we live I, in I Scotland know. So surely when They're picking the pitch And how to lay it They realise Chance for John oh. McGinn ah, He's going to get the decision The goalkeeper uh, goes down He was clattered by John McGinn I think it was like an accidental collision But it was always um, Don't think we can complain too much about that It was Adams and Gogic Headed the ball back towards his own goal It was a 50-50 between McGinn But goalie gets there first Yeah, yeah, yeah free kick Good decision Referee's been okay uh, I think it was just knee on knee Seems a, seems a little bit of a sore one there Mm. Yeah, John McGinn's up and didn't like to collide with him, Mark. He's a no, a no, no. Unit. <laughs> stocky. He's got a stocky lower half. Uh, but stocky just see lower half. Ah, I heard that ah, before. Yeah, well, that no, was me. A polite way of saying he's got a. Yeah, 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 I like that. I like that. I'm just watching the rerun of the goal. Armstrong's ball into Robertson's brilliant. Takes the defenders right out. Yeah, Robertson. Yeah, we get a wee bit of luck with the deflection, but. 
Once again That man McGinn arrived at the back post The simplest Scotland goal he'll get for a long long time Just a tap in And um, Comfortable Would we like to see another one going in? Of course we would But So far Cyprus have Offered Absolutely nothing I think when we see the formation at the start And people automatically see the three At the back And they see McGinn And they see Armstrong They think oh they're midfielders Oh here comes Armstrong Yeah now. I just don't know if the ball will sit for him oh, It's bounced up a bit too high Sure Armstrong he was he was through Really he was through on goal But the ball bounced up just above That nice quiff that he's got And uh, couldn't quite bring it under He's control. unlucky He's unlucky He starts to move And he keeps going right. and He makes checking, a good run Checking something at Hamden Because mm. Scotland had a throw in Aaron Hickey wanted to take it quickly And the referee <laughs> Points to the earpiece That was um, nonsense I don't know what they are checking there the check seems to be over Fairly quickly So that's quite frustrating Yeah that was that was good play Armstrong just couldn't get the ball down uh, But good run Good movement um, Causing a lot of problems With his, his runs That's what I was going to say So when you look at the formation You think they're midfielders It's really as a front three because Adams obviously spearheads it, but Armstrong and McGinn's willingness to get in behind and make up the box does make it a sort of front three when we're, on, when we're attacking. So we've got no worries with that. It's it's the best options. Oh, Armstrong picking the wrong option there. But uh, see, before Robertson made the move, I thought I thought that he was. <laughs> you love you love Stuart Armstrong. Look yeah. at that for a ball. Yeah. One's a corner kick. That's a terrible cross, and it gets a corner nah, kick. Well, uh, he's involved. He's involved in everything. I keep saying I think he he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I think he's a very very good player. I'll just for the fun of it disagree to a point. I think there's been a lot of flattering to deceive performances in a Scotland shot. There you go. Mm. From Armstrong, I'd agree. Oh, and nonsense. I like Stuart I, I think he's terrific he's a player terrific player nonsense. on his work, yeah, he's no work, work off the ball as well making space for other um, players is second to none for me he's I've... missed some big chances had some big opportunities <sighs> at crucial times yeah I, I just feel the bitterness that you're not in that bus <laughs> Uh, that's all I can feel today <laughs> The Celtic Legends game yeah. I'll keep an eye on that And uh, see how it goes Is that kick-off today? Uh, oh yeah, it's today Yeah, the big oh, game right. Yeah. What time is that kick-off? Oh, it's you'll three. know Don't you worry You'll know Your full family's sitting there Going, where's my boy? <laughs> We're waltzing uh, strips I wish on. them all the best Come on Celtic <laughs> <laughs> Come on boys uh, uh, I, I love when my, when my old team Get done over I love that Grant Hanley can show an over-eagerness at times and sort of rushed into midfield area and showed a bit too much attention uh, to his opposition number, free-kick Cyprus. They just get us underway quite quickly. And uh, and on we go, 38 gone. Scotland won. Cyprus nil. John McGinn with the goal. Not seen a lot of Adams. Um, probably Jim will be able to tell us better. He gets a full picture at Hamden. His movement, running off the ball. But as far as being on the ball... Uh, I've not really seen a lot of them uh, I do agree with what Mark said earlier About sometimes that run across the front post As the balls come in from the wide area It needs to be better needs to be time better um, But You know As a striker You could be one of these players That you don't see for 39, 40 minutes And then all of a sudden That one chance Bang it's in the back of it And he's capable of doing that I think he plays better When obviously teams are higher up and he's an out ball, you know, we can play in behind, he can stretch his legs, gets a wee bit of space. Yeah. He's finding it difficult today he's, he's to actually, find any involvement. He's good at taking us up the pitch, yeah. isn't he? But we don't need to take him up the pitch no. as such today. You think of the Denmark game, that's arguably his, his, yeah. his best performance in a Scotland jersey. He was magnificent, wasn't he? 
um, and, and capped it off with a fine goal So yeah, a bit quieter today But John McGinn, as he often does Has got the goal that separates the sides And uh, hopefully Scotland can add a second In the five or so minutes that remain between now And that half-time whistle going Aaron Hickey and Shea Adams Just looking to press a little bit I'm just trying to think Would Steve Clark be sitting there now Quite happy the way things are going One up be, Cyprus not created anything I mean, He can want more for sure but Yeah, he'll, he'll yeah, yeah I think I think that's sick The second goal would certainly kill this as a tie There's no doubt Because I can't see them scoring two goals at Hamden Unless there's a dramatic change at half time for them um, You can always go against the fact that Yeah they could get an odd set play Or you know, a freak goal, but they've offered nothing as a team going forward for me. Yeah, ball again, whether it is the stickiness or what, is Scotland defence maybe a bit slow, move it back to Angus Gunn, who is forced to kick it up the pitch, and one oh. first chance really for Cyprus to get in, but the pass wasn't great, and it was cut out by Grant Hanley. Um, one of those that can easily be missed, though, and this is a great run from Stuart Armstrong. He's got this uh, more space than we've seen really in the opening stages of the game to gallop into. But he eventually turns back Plays a poor pass And really sets Scotland on the back foot That was very odd decision making Mark he Wilson was, He was brilliant at that At Dundee United He made his, his career at that And got his move through that Just luring in a defender Seen the space And so powerful Did you However, play with him Mark? Yeah? Uh, you've asked me that about a million times And every time I'll say Yep I did play with him All right, okay. But he, he turns back there Gordon I, I don't know why I thought Okay the defender caught him he maybe could have just went again I don't know if he tried to play McGregor and I, th- I, I, I think he got caught in two minutes yeah. but it's a, it's a very positive run good run uh, he's been involved in a lot of things but it's well, you can see that Scotland are really trying to use that left side of the pitch you know everything seems to be coming down there got to think you know even tracing it back Andy and Stewart uh, Andy Robertson Stuart Armstrong had a terrific understanding both of them at Dundee United Andy gets his move to Hull Stuart gets his move as well to Celtic But they know each other inside out That's why you'll see Stuart occupying that left side And try to connect with Andy as best possible It's where we get the goal from You know, I think that's important when you get to international level That you've got players that do strike a balance And strike an understanding Here it is again Oh, I thought See, that's Ryan Jack Ryan Jack runs into an area there Where shouldn't he have. just shouldn't have He should yeah. have left it for a Andy Robertson The ball has got to be better For your favourite though Yeah it's patient Bill <laughs> oh, oh the referee that, does well Look at that Gogic Wipe out the referee there What was the referee doing there? Yeah. Exactly oh, um, that's a great ball. This is nice John McGinn's into the box He's, oh, he, he's desperate for right. it On his right foot though oh, He wanted right. to cut back On his left that, that's so disappointing Because it was such a good Brilliant. move Round the corner recalled that I One think I would have dragged Adams. that back <sighs> It ends up a shot from Adams Tipped over the bar But you have to say If John McGinn had any belief on that right foot You've got to be taking that He's shot He's got to be good enough long. He's a Premier League player One of our outstanding goal scorers In a Scotland shirt He's got to take that on his right Having never been anywhere near those situations I'll bow to, to your superior Mm. Knowledge, but see, see when you're that close, 
Can you not even, even You can try and drag one With your weak foot Towards that far corner and Yeah Yeah I probably would have Had a go at that as Tierney down Gogic again Gogic's wrestling yeah. Tierney's looking at the ref- referee yeah, Arms well, one, stretched wide Once it goes out We'll see uh, Robertson's on the right side From the corner <sighs> The players are slipping All over the place here Change your studs at half time It's not the studs oh, look, that look, look, at, <laughs> look at that Andy <laughs> just goes to try And chip that ball back It bobbles up He's lucky that McGregor recovers it uh, the pitch isn't great Come but on It needs to be better At this level Our national park yeah. You know And we've not had Game after game on it That's never an excuse And it's Cut up Well it was playing poorly In the first minutes But it's, it's cutting up badly 43 minutes in The thing that would worry me Is generally The pitch will look Worse in real life Than it does on a TV screen So if it's worse If it's worse in real life here. Than it looks um, Tierney oh, Edge ball. of the box Andy Robertson What a block that is You have to say Great diving Intervention from Callum McGregor to keep it alive That's um, that's the plus point of Tierney Left centre back Gets into the final third And you think he's going to spray this across He gets his head up though And pulls it back to Robertson oh, Who gets a shot away a bit Free of kick here. Nah, no, 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 no. Free It's a free kick. kick though Yeah You can say Cyprus ain't too happy with the decisions referee But that's a free kick I thought they were hard done by there no? Do you? Yeah. No I think that was a free kick I think the referee We had got the chance game. to check what happened with Kieran Tierney and Alex Gogic in the box mm. they, just... they must have checked it They must have yeah, looked at it The ball's not been out though Has it? That free kick well, would free have stopped kick, it yeah. at that mm. point um, anyway, just a couple of minutes left of this first half Certainly a comfortable one for Scotland It's going to plan up to a point You would possibly be looking for a more dominant scoreline Don't think there's any shame in that That's, That's well play played Portius finds Shea Adams He's only got the four defenders round him um, And now he's dropped pretty deep And he tries to slide one But Hickey's just not on the same wavelength um, I He does well to recover Hickey there But He's got to be on his toes. He's got to be react to those situations there. They're decent balls. He's making good runs. Got to say that about him. It's patient play with Scotland, yeah. and you've got to have that today because I know we're talking about the pitch and everything like that. It's difficult, but you've got a team that are putting everybody behind the ball and making it very difficult. So you've just got to move players about. He's shown good footwork Aaron Hickey a number of times That's a, a nice pass From Tierney into Adams He's just going to try And spin Gogic He goes down But he gets back up And it's a corner I think he did Just touched the, the ball, ball I think Gogic Just judged it um, yeah, I mean, to Perfection Adams has stayed down Holding his shin And you know They should take a look Certainly um, There's just a little Yeah Oh he just got it But he comes through ball, He comes through Adams But he gets ah, a great tackle Gets a toe on the oh, ball that's there a great tackle yeah, that's a great tackle. You're yeah. happy with that if you if it's yeah. Grant Hanley, yeah. aren't you? You have to be honest. Have to be honest about that. Oh, and he had to make it as well. I think because he he committed. If Adams gets round him, he's got the full goal for his left foot just to shoot at. Yeah. The referee still checking us. So they'll be, they'll be taking a look. And by all means, if you want, no, no, if you want to produce a wild decision in Scotland's favour, we won't complain. We are that's that, not a penalty. Or that fickle. <laughs> but yeah, it would be simply yeah, on you go. Corner kick to be taken. Nothing doing from the VAR check, and I don't think we can complain. Yep, a goal here would be nice. Minute to go, uh, minute stoppage time to go to half time. Just keep an eye on what's going on in the box, though, because there's been a few occasions your players have went down. Nothing that yeah, time. Not. Scotland's fifth corner, and uh, doesn't come to anything at all, which is a bit frustrating. Back now in the defending half with Aaron Hickey, just going to go long towards the end of this. 
uh, first half Portis is up there Maybe one more chance If Scotland fancy it It's a throw in Deep down by the corner flag Sometimes I don't mind that That long diagonal Just put a bit of pressure on There's not long to go To half time Gets you up the pitch Gives you an opportunity To get the ball in the box And you know The next goal for Scotland Obviously puts us Tied to bed But yeah. uh, As young hickey there Going back the way yeah, Probably would have been as well Just trying to get something Into the box yeah. So late in the yeah. half but Comes all the way back To Angus well, Gunt We're playing with a goalkeeper And uh, long it goes It's just going to be over the head of Andy Robertson And it's probably uh, the last action of this first half There was a, that VAR check within the stoppage time So there'll be a, a little bit longer um, Steve Clark mm. tends to have the same expression on his face anyway yeah. Whether we're 5-0 up or 5-0 down um, But he's um, yep, just gathering his thoughts before the half-time team talk and that is the halftime whistle at Hamden. Let's speak to Jim Duffy and Andrew McLean. Scotland 1, Cyprus 0, the halftime score at Hamden. And once again, it's that man, John McGinn, making the difference for Scotland. The first chance in this game went to Steve Clark's side. It was really good work from Aaron Hickey on the right, getting into the box, cutting past a couple of defenders. He was at an angle, he went for the shot, and it was turned round the post by the goalkeeper. Cyprus with the next shot on target. It was Kostanos cutting in left-footed. A really easy save for Angus Gunn on his Scotland debut 20 minutes in. And that's when the deadlock was broken. Stuart Armstrong, a really good ball to play Robertson in down the left. The captain's cross deflected into the path of John McGinn, who had the easiest of finishes for 1-0. It was checked by VAR for a possible offside in the build-up, but the goal was allowed to stand. After that, it was Kostakis eh, Artematis. He tried an ambitious looping volley from about 35 yards. On first viewing, it actually looked quite close, but replay showed it was never going to trouble Angus Gunn's goal. And just before the break, a chance for Shea Adams. John McGinn, he chose to cut it back to Shea Adams rather than shoot on his right foot himself Adam Shaw was tipped over the bar for a corner the half time score at Hamden Scotland 1 Cyprus 0 Jim Duffy Scotland comfortable enough in this game will maybe be looking for a bit more in the final third yeah I mean thoroughly deserved to be in front there's no doubt about that totally dominated the match uh, the first 45 minutes yeah as we said before the programme you know the one concern about us is can we create chances and can we take them and we've only taken one in the first half from John McGinn um, it, was a, it was a long ball played through I think there was a bit of a mix up and a bit of a, a, a poor touch from I think it was Gogic and she Adams anticipated it managed to get the ball wide and then it was a lovely little ball uh, in behind the full back uh, for Andy Robertson to, to do what he does time and time again it's a little uh, flick off Gogic but John McGinn right place at the right time so often we've said that on his right foot just kept his composure it makes it look simple, but you know we've seen we've seen players in the past, uh, you know particularly on their weaker side, just getting a, getting a wee bit uptight, no situation. But he was calm, just punched it in the back of the net, one nil, and you know from then on in, really Scotland, have, as I said, have controlled the game, but you know not having too many clear cut chances uh, for the couple of shots, um, you know from goal that one as you mentioned from Shea Adams straight at the goalkeeper, and he, he parried it over. Um, and, and it's Gordon and, 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 and the guys have said in the studio, particularly down the left-hand side, we spoke about that that formation in the uh, leading up to the game, the back three, but Kieran Tierney's pretty much played as a, as, as a left winger at times, or a left fullback, and Andy Robertson being a left winger, the two of them have been so high up the pitch, and, and Portis has held his position a little bit alongside Hanley, not really got forward on that side. So most of our play has been in that side of the pitch, um, and Aaron Hickey's, you know, been a little bit isolated on the other side. Uh, but listen, it doesn't matter which side is is, is your favoured side, as long as it's productive. And that one piece of, um, you know, uh, productivity in, in that left hand side led up to the goal. 
Uh, and again, yeah, I think that it's difficult for Adams. He's up against three defenders and he's trying to stretch them. He's working across the back three. We're playing with almost like two number 10s in behind him with uh, um, uh, McGinn and Armstrong. And at times, you know, they, they, they've managed to, to get themselves into good positions. But I, I still think, as I said to you, when when the ball's played into those areas, she Adams has got to gamble. He's got to be gambling in between the sticks. I think if he does that, he's likely to get his goal. Um, but overall, listen, it's a it's a solid um, performance. Not not exceptional, but um, certainly the best team. I've been a wee bit disappointed in Callum McGregor, strangely enough. When we mentioned it's his 50th cap and he's been, you know, as, as Mark said, he's nearly always the guy that gets past marks. But he's been a wee bit flat. He's he's, he's lost possession a couple of times. Yeah. We'll go back to the pitch. The pitch is, is quite poor. But he's not played any of those little incisive passes that he plays when, when he's playing with Celtic. So that that's one area I think we can improve upon a wee bit. Just moving the ball forward into those um, uh, Adams and uh, Armstrong again a little bit quicker. If we do those passes a little bit sharp, a little bit quicker, then I think we'll get the second goal. And the second goal will definitely put the tie beyond uh, uh, the game beyond Cyprus. John McGinn with the influential moment once again. Since Steve Clark took charge of Scotland, no player has made more appearances, scored more goals or provided more assists than John McGinn. The half-time score here at Hamden is Scotland 1, Cyprus 0. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard. Andrew McLean and Jim Duffy are at a rain-soaked Hamden Which is quite something Because it's completely dry in Clyde Bank By the looks of it out the window But there we are uh, Maybe it's on our way uh, Jim Duffy, since we are drawing distinctions Between what we can see on television And what you can see at the stadium Is the pitch as bad as it looks to us here on the TV? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get really frustrated um, With, with the, the, the quality of this pitch You know, I mean, it's... Uh, it's our national stadium, you know, we see pitches all over the, the country, particularly down south with their absolute bowling greens. And, you know, if we want our top team uh, to be playing in the perfect surface, and it's not, it is slow, you're right. Um, yeah, there will be, no, there has been a lot of rain, I understand that. But, you know, listen, there's not too many games played in this. This pitch should be in much better condition, there's no, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, we've seen a few players slipping. We saw that one way Angus Gunn, his foot just away from him. But I've seen two or three players, it's just their foot's just going away from him a little bit. And that, that really shouldn't be happening at this level, uh, Gordon. Listen, the guys in the studio played in, in some, some horrendous pitches over the years. But in modern day, this pitch should, should be in pristine condition. And it certainly isn't. Do you think it's, is, it, is it playing a part in, in Scotland's football because look it's very easy Jim for people to dismiss and say ah, it's the same for both teams and get on with it and you'll hear a lot of you know back in my day the pitches were much yeah. worse than this you know I, I, yeah. I do get all that but you could see the very first time we passed the ball it was literally a simple pass back to one of the defenders you could just see the ball was moving very slowly yeah I mean it's, 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 it's gone like that said you know you have to adjust it you have to put a bit more on it there's no doubt about it you have to zip it in but if you want to move things like one touch and quickly and sharp then, you know, you, you do have to adjust it, but, you know, you, you have to put a little bit more on it. So you have to think about it, and particularly playing balls, you know, those balls in behind, you're waiting it. So it does it does take take a, a bit of adjusting, and I, I think we have adjusted to it, um, you know, by and large. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no doubt it should it should be better. Um, you know, I think from Cyprus's point of view, they're probably quite happy because it can slow the game down a little bit. The, the ball doesn't move quite as slick. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, it's not terrible. I'm not saying it's horrendous because it's not, but it's not at the, the level it should be for this um, 
this quality of, uh, you know, competition. And, th and that's what we're saying. And we know we've got games coming up. And uh, hopefully the, the weather will improve over the next month or so. But certainly, um, yeah, I think it's had a, a, a small impact. I don't think it's been a huge uh, impact on, on the, the, the standard of the game. But it definitely has had a, a little bit of an impact on it going out. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Second half is coming up next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.